You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome back to Earth Station Trek, a show where we trek from the early days on NBC to the future on Paramount Plus and everywhere in between. I'm Charles Kelso, and it's my privilege to introduce the Earth Station Trek crew, Keith Johnson. Greetings, all. Alan Seiler. Yo. And Veronica Daschle. Hi. Hi. I'm still faster than you, Alan. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to get that. I, I have I have a speed of voice. That's my, that's my superpower. All right. So we have got some news to talk about today. Um, the first one is one that, uh, Charles, I know you are really excited about, and that is Playmobil has announced a massive Star Trek playset that includes a 39-inch original series Enterprise. You can lift up the top of the saucer section and you get the full bridge. Uh, you've got a side section that pulls away and you get an um, engineering section. You get all the main cast uh, as little figures. Tribbles, phasers, tricorders, chairs, dedication plaque, and the ship itself has lights and sounds. This thing is incredible. It even comes with a setup where you can hang it from the ceiling. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I I am very excited about it. I haven't decided yet if I'm going to get it. It, As as fate would have it, it's the same cost as the deductible from the tree that fell on my car. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So... Whether I have that amount of money twice, we'll we'll see. Right, I get it. it's it's pretty exciting though. Yeah, I mean that's the that's our first big launch of merchandising. Yeah, um, and there's a lot more to come. Yes. So awesome. yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah. Okay, so also there is a new Star Trek exhibition that's going to be opening pretty soon. Um, Star Trek Exploring New Worlds, and this is at the the Skirball Cultural Center in LA and it opens October 7th and it's going to be running through February 20th of next year. And this exhibition is going to include uh, over a hundred costumes, artifacts, original scripts, original concept art, set pieces, and all kinds of stuff. Um, Some of the highlights are uh, that we have set pieces from the original series, including the navigation console Uh, Artifacts and props from the various Star Trek TV series and films, including an original series tricorder, communicator, and phaser. We have a Borg cube from the film Star Trek First Contact, a Klingon disruptor pistol from Star Trek Next Generation, and tribbles from the original series. Wow. As far as costumes go, we've got uh, Spock's tunic, um, a costume worn by Nichelle Nichols, uh, various costume and costume pieces for uh, from Khan, both the Ricardo Montalban version and Benedict Cumberbatch. And that's going to include the big open chest tunic that Ricardo wore in the movie. Nice. Yep. You got Captain Picard uniforms, um, a Borg costume, a, the Gorn outfit, all kinds of stuff. Um, and they're going to have a full filming model of the USS Enterprise and the USS Excelsior. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's going to be exciting. So if you're visiting LA sometime next, well, from October to the next February, 
make sure you stop in. Absolutely. So they need to bring that to Atlanta, uh, get this side of the coast. Right, exactly. And then they can also go to New York to get that whole section. Yep. They need to make a tour that of like it. a good plan. Sure. Well, I'll let them know that that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do. How, how big is that full filming model? I've seen different versions, links of those. Uh, you know what? It didn't specify which one it is. Uh, so I don't know if it's the, the full six foot one or not. Mm, yeah, they, they look they look gorgeous. I saw one years ago. And I want to say there was one at, um, it was either, I don't think it was a fish one. There was one in the Dragon Con panel I attended one time that mm-hmm. like a six foot one. And it, it's that, I tell you, it's just gorgeous. Yeah. It, it's really gorgeous. The detail they put in those things is amazing. Yeah. And, and now, of course, so much is CGI. Um, it's it's weird. I actually don't know for newer ships if there's actually a real model of these new ships, unless somebody like Eagle Moss produces them. But I, when you have shows like Discovery Picard, I actually wonder, are there real, quote-unquote, models now? Are they all the computer? Not filming models, no. Yeah, one uh, day we'll yeah. be able to go see the flash drives. <laughs> 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 yeah, right. Yeah, there's just something about the physical stuff. It really yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so in story number three, we have two new uh, varieties that are being added to the current line of Star Trek wines. Mm. Um, Star Trek <laughs> wines already has United Federation of Planets uh, Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, they have an Old Vine Zinfandel Klingon Blood Wine. And they have a Chateau Picard Cru Bordeaux. And the new additions to the line are an Andorian Blue Special Chardonnay and a Cardassian Canar red blend. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, the, the bottles are really awesome because the, yeah. the Andorian one is in a, uh, it's, it's a very decorative bottle, but the Cardassian one is exactly like the ones that they used on the show. Right. I usually don't go for these because it's just, to me, an excuse to slap Star Trek on something and sell it for <laughs> twice the price. Right. But you're right. That Canar bottle is a reproduction of the actual Canar bottle from the show. Yes. Which, yeah, it's, it's a good display piece after you've, after you've had the drink. After you've, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, now, here's the question, and I'm sure that the answer is no, but the question is, is this going to have the consistency of the actual canar on the show? Because <laughs> it's supposed to be a really thick liquid. And I somehow I just, doubt it. Oh, I kind of doubt it, too, because well, who's going to drink that? But they should. Do humans even drink canar? I don't remember. Did I ever see a human drink canar on DS9? I'm sure somebody had to have done. Yeah. Of course, I always heard about Cisco and them babbling about drinking blood wine. I, and of course, Romney and Ale continues to be the joke. Of, you know, this is uh, yeah. illegal to have. Right. Uh, so these new these new wines are going to be uh, $120 for two bottles. And they should start shipping in November. Hmm. Is that a lot? I know I know zero about wine. Well, it depends on the quality of the wine, um, depending mm. on how like you know the uh, wine I usually buy is six dollars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know that they're going to be selling these in Costco or anything like that. No. Um, but they're they're all limited editions, and um, I think there, there's a six total. There was like a special blend or something or another. Uh, because there was two really tall bottles that were similar. Mm-hmm. The Andorian sounds so delicious. Oh, I know. But I'm I'm sure I could find one the very similar thing for like twenty bucks or less. Here. Well, sure. <laughs> Fortunately, but, but then I wouldn't have the cool bottle. And the Klingons have this like collector thing on the top of it. Uh, there were there's like four different ones. <sighs> right, right. 
So yeah, the bottle is part of the attraction. Yeah. And you can only get them in sets of two. Exactly. Or like a bundle of two where like you can get the Canar and the Andorian. Uh, yeah, but they're also, they also are doing like a, like a box set kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's going to be mm-hmm. like six or whatever, how many hundreds of dollars for the set, which. two ninety nine with free shipping. Oh, was it just two ninety nine? Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. It's actually, um, I, I, I calculated it because the really the only thing I wanted was the two new ones and the Klingon wine. Yeah. The other is kind of, kind of cool, but the bottles aren't as cool. So I didn't care as much. Sure. Um, but just getting like the, the bundle and you can't get the Klingon by itself. So you have to get it in a bundle as well. And it's only like, just to get those four, it's like $87 less. And Mm -hmm. I mean, and for $87 more, you get the Picard and whatever the other thing was, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's not terribly bad. No. In fact, let's pull our money and go in on one. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's funny, the Klingon blood wine you mentioned. The thing is, I've never seen Klingon blood wine consumed in any manner other than a big a big barrel and people uh, dipping their flagons into it and, you know, uh, pulling it out like um, in the um, the two-part. Yeah, well. Gosh, the, two, if, the two-part, you know, there's always a big old vat of blood yeah, wine. Yeah, well, if we buy enough of it, we can replicate that. <laughs> I feel like if we're going to drink blood wine, though, we have to get one of those big metal measuring cups they use so we can, like, yeah, drink it. yeah. And to your point, uh, Charles, about what you were saying, it was like so many, so many times you think that it's, you know, it's an excuse to double the price. As you were saying that, I was thinking, you know, we could get some orange juice and, and call <laughs> it as Tranya. <laughs> then we can go buy some A&W root beer and say official Federation root beer, because remember, they start drinking it in DS9. That became a huge thing. <laughs> but it's vile across the package. Exactly. But the more you drink it, you start to like it. Okay, so Earth Station Trek Party win. Yeah. Yeah. And we invite all the listeners. I'm right. down with that. They have to yeah. bring their own wine though. Yes. Okay, so we'll we'll provide the dry ice for the Borg sphere. Yes. That was called that's, there you go. Yeah. All right. So in one final story, uh, this is Dragon Con guest announcements. And uh Dragon Con already had Anthony Rapp uh booked. He was announced a week or two ago. And just, I think it was yesterday, just announced three additional guests, uh, Noah, Noah Overbach Katz, who listeners to Earth Station Trek will know from our being our very first guest that we interviewed on our mm-hmm. second episode, uh, his amazing wife, Mary Wiseman, and Sonequa Martin-Green. What? I know. Right? Wow. That's a gift. It, that is a gift. Yeah. I'm telling you. Wow. Yeah. So. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mary and Noah are going to be there Saturday and Sunday. Sonequa will only be there Saturday. So if you're going to want to see a, you know, the biggest possible Trek Q&A, <laughs> be there on Saturday. Yeah. And that's all I got for today. Do you know, if, as you mentioned, is that all where you need to be there in person or will that be streamed oh, I'm, live? I don't know, but I'm sure that that won't be streamed. I'm sure they're, mm-hmm. they're developing, from what I understand, each track is developing mm-hmm. uh content specifically for the streaming membership. I don't know what they're going to be doing with uh, ballroom panels and stuff like that. I've no idea. They always seem to be recording. They are. And yeah, they will. 
uh, because they use it on uh, like the following year's uh, Dragon Con TV. Um, so I know they'll be they'll be recording it. I don't know if they'll be live streaming it. Mm. Yeah, good point. It's kind of like I uh, I watched the to your point, Alan. I watched a lot of the Olympics, and some things I could just go find on fa- on YouTube yeah. and look at it. But certain things I wanted to watch, or even on the free Peacock, I couldn't Can't watch. Find it. it. No. Yeah, that was driving me crazy yes. <laughs> for some things. Yeah. Because I remember when the 2004 Olympics, I was in college. I set my little teeny tiny TV with its VCR recorder for when I mm-hmm. knew the Olympics were going to be on NBC or CBS mm-hmm. or ABC or whatever. And I got to watch the gymnastics and the men's gymnastics and all the drama from that year. That was great. Michael Phelps. Yeah, I miss that. <laughs> yeah, and I think to, to, to the point, I think that's to your point, Alan, I think that's what they'll probably do that. You know, sometimes you think the, um, I, I was thinking, well, I'll just I'll just stream it if I can't get down there. But to your point, that may not be possible. Right. So I highly doubt they're going to stream it unless you it's a significant fee. Yeah, good point. Right. Yeah. OK, that's it for this week. Awesome. Well, this past week, we did our first uh, live panel together as a group. Yeah. Awesome. For Treklana on the Holodeck, which is a virtual convention that run by Treklana from here in Atlanta, uh, which was fun. I think we had a a good turnout, good participation, uh, had a good time talking about Klingons. Yeah. I mean, how can you not have a good time talking about Klingons? Right. Right. Now, they're supposed to have these uh, sort of recordings available. Uh, We don't know when yet, so we'll... If anyone wasn't able to be there live and wants to wants to see us in action, uh, we'll we'll let you know when that becomes available. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it and, and I laughed several times throughout the day. I will say, not because I know you guys, the felt nerdy was genuinely funny. Uh, hey. true. Yeah, I, I genuinely oh, laughed all through that. <laughs> I'm serious. Felt nerdy was yeah. one of the absolute highlights of the day. Yeah, yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I mean, I thought you guys were, you know, both things the the pre recorded show and your. Uh, discussion and Q&A afterward. I thought you guys were terrific. Well, great. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah, that was great. And then I laughed when J.G. Hertzler showed up with the pirate. The pirate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He is insane. It took me a second to, to figure out who that was. I was like, me too. he looks familiar. <laughs> oh, yeah. right. well, and that's the thing, you know, he he can he can wear the shades and the hat and all that kind of stuff, and he can grow the beard out as long as he wants. You cannot disguise that voice. Right. Oh yeah. man! Yeah. As soon as he talked, yeah. you were like, "Oh, I hear Mark talk." Yeah, like that time you played a changeling. Like we're not going to notice. <laughs> <laughs> Full face makeup, and it's like, "Hey, yeah. I know that yeah, voice. exactly." It was kind of cool to follow him to your points. I noticed we didn't really lose anybody, um, any viewers after after him, and we were talking about that. It was a really good conversation about the Klingons. But as you said, that's one of those Klingons are like Vulcans or just humans. You could have a dozen conversations and not even be done. You, know, you could talk, you could spend an hour talking about one character. You could yeah. talk about the, their history. You could talk about their religion. So there was so uh, much that I was thinking yeah. that I had in mind uh, to put mm-hmm. out there, you know, for, and I didn't get to most of it. Right. Yeah. I didn't even get to talk about my two favorite characters. Mm. Right. Right. Yeah. We didn't get a, one thing I did want to mention is I did get a, I got an instant message from um, during that time while we were talking, Nayrand Kavura. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, she was on and she said, love what y'all are doing with Earth Station Trek. Would love to have you on as guests and do some cross promoting. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was really cool. That was really nice of her to say Absolutely. that. So I want to give her a shout out. That was right. We were, Miller, we were talking about all the Klingons and stuff like that. In fact, we should we should do like um, the officer exchange program where we do <laughs> and they do ours the same. Thing. Yeah, that'd be awesome. 
Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. You know, one show is real bright and the other show has got to be dark. Right. And, <laughs> and with inexplicable smoke floating through the air, which I've never gotten on Klingon ships. Why there's always smoke? <laughs> <Exactly>. ships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break to promote our fellow ESO network podcast shows. And then when we come back, we'll be talking about the new episode of Star Trek Lower Deck. So stay right there. Laboratory. Dr. Geek here with another reminder that the ESO Network is pro-science and pro-vaccine. We urge you to be a superhero and protect yourself, your family, and your fellow geeks around the world. Don't be fooled by the forces of evil and their anti-science misinformation campaign. Consult the latest CDC guidelines, your doctor, and get the COVID vaccine today. Welcome to the Ring of Thunder, the most electrifying wrestling podcast in the Thunderverse and the ESO network. From the power of the people's host, Sexy Thor, critics say, it doesn't matter what the critics say. You already know you're in for a hammer swinging, burrito eating, mic blazing, hair raising time with this weekly wrestling adventure, WWE, AEW, Impact, and whatever else I can possibly fit. If you hear what the Thunder is talking. All right, so there was a new episode of Star Trek this week, which is always exciting. There was? There was. Oh my gosh, how did I miss yeah, it? You, I can't believe it. It has full of strange energies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're of course talking about the, the season premiere of the second season of Star Trek Lower Deck, Strange Energies, aired this week. First off, what did everybody think? Glad to see Lower Decks back? Oh, heck yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely back. I, I was uh, Alan. I was telling them before we started that I rewatched the entire first season of Lower Decks, and I genuinely just laughed all through the fantastic. show. I had just amazed at their attention to detail and the colors. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was pumped for this new season to start up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was wondering what they would do because as the the season yeah. last year, as you, as you get towards the end, those final three episodes really amp up and it's like sort of cinematic quality and the stakes mm-hmm, higher right. and higher. Mm-hmm. Wondering if they're going to bring it back down to start the season again and then work back up again. But they, they sort of did both. They, did. they opened with this great cinematic sequence with Mariner, um, her exercise program, which is, oh, uh, we should say first that there's going to be spoilers. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, don't think we we mentioned forgot to mention I just that. started talking about that. I was I was thinking, oh, maybe they just know they were talking about spoilers and we're spoilers not actually going to say yeah. it. So spoilers from here on out. If you haven't seen that episode yet, uh, Strange Energies of season two of Star Trek Lower Decks. We're about to spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> yourself spoiled. But anyway, so we start off in Marinade's exercise program, which is es- escaping from essentially the the chain of command base. That's what I was supposed to watch. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Look, I watched where no man has gone before and I could not for the life of me remember whatever the other episode Chuck told me. Yeah. So we watched, we got up, we started a new routine with lower decks this year where we're getting up before I go to work Mm -hmm. and having a bowl (laughs) of cereal and eating and watching lower decks at 5 a.m. Like it's Saturday morning and we're kids. Um, (laughs) I love it. Which is, it's a, it's a bigger sacrifice for Veronica because I'm, I'm usually up by five anyway. And she's usually up by like noon or something. No, (laughs) 
<laughs> it's been eight recently okay. and before that it was nine even so you're making a big sacrifice getting up to watch I lower am. decks with me so i appreciate I am. but that. i got up perfectly fine no problem. but it's worth it Excellent. for lower decks it is <laughs> yeah it is you know um i was working while i was watching it so i didn't realize that it was a hollow deck until <laughs> well, like when it first yeah. started i wasn't sure but when boing only when boingler said i'm a hologram and yeah. i and i was working so i kind of missed that and then I thought, did I hear? And then I just—I didn't even bother rewinding. So for a minute, I wasn't sure if I was thrown into the middle of a real adventure or not. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but the whole thing about the lights, when he said they keep they throwing keep showing the lights. Me lights. <laughs> oh gosh, I lost it at that point. <laughs> I love seeing Jennifer the Andorian again. Yeah. That was a yeah. nice little comeback from last year. She wants to use the holodeck to, to do yoga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, yes. I know we're not supposed to have interpersonal conflicts, but I hate yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that down too. I love those. I love those little, those little digs or, or comments about Star Trek. Uh, yeah. Philosophy. I thought that was a great line too. And you were talking about the attention to detail, just the, yeah. the recreation of the Cardassians, the Cardassian mm-hmm. base, the, mm. you know, the, the Miranda class ship, like the Reliant from Star Trek two, both the bridge and the ship and the, just the ships are flying past on the way out. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this yes. is our ship. Mm-hmm. It's just stunning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the different Kardashian ships that they're shooting. Yeah. Yeah. I actually froze it because like, to your point, I said, wait, was that a Jim Hadar beetle? I always thought they would look like a beetle. <laughs> is that a Jim Hadar? And yeah. You're right. That was a Jim Hadar ship there. So, right. you know, really great attention to the detail. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Star Trek translates really well to animation. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just looks great. It absolutely does. Sure does. Well, the way it started off kind of, uh, it started off, like you said, semantically and stuff, but did, 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 you, did it feel like in some ways the show was a little bit more of, of a lighthearted show overall to your point to balance out the the more dramatic intenseness of the season one because season one went out wow talk about a bang yeah it did seem lighter to me and it was like harkening back to one of the very very first star trek episodes which was pretty cool to see what they were going to do to change it and what they were keeping the same (laughs) Uh, i mean i've okay okay so i remember having watched it before so I remember having watched it before. So I was connecting it in my brain while I was watching it for the first time. But then I went back and watched it afterwards and uh, caught a few extra <laughs> things that I hadn't uh, fully connected. But look, I remembered Star Trek go. episode. Yay! Awesome. <laughs> That's impressive. That means it left an impact yeah. on you. I, it was the eyes. I yes. like to see their version of, oh, yeah. of somebody getting Gary Mitchell, you know? Uh, <laughs> for, for one, he, Ransom had abilities that they couldn't have pulled off of the visual effects in the 1960s. Or his head flies off and becomes giant. <laughs> yeah, right. And he builds a smoke body that develops hands right. and eats the ship like a hamburger. I've got to say yeah. that con officer was cracking me up when he just yes. handily said, "Captain, there's a giant head heading for us," or whatever. It was. <laughs> <laughs> and then later he's like, "Brace for graphic." Well, bra- brace for. <laughs> Was it grabbing or grappling? I thought it was grapping, but I said it wrong. I think grapping, yeah. Uh, grabbing, yeah. Grabbing. Grabbing. That's yeah. It. That was hilarious. Yeah. I hope we're going to see more of him. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I like that, uh, was it Stevens? Uh, the, little, <laughs> the little guy who... Yes, his buddy. Yeah, his, his little, little buddy. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he starts turning people into ransoms. He's like, do me, do me. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I thought that... The the plant the, the civilization on the planet and like where this strange energies came from was pretty slight. They just sort of moved right past that. But I like that right, they yeah. use the adventure to to tell you about the characters of what they're going through. 
You I know? agree because mm-hmm. you literally have to believe that their buildings are so covered with soot and grime that they hadn't even bothered to clean off to see the the symbols yeah. beneath. And then the, she cleans off the little orb and it immediately starts glowing, which I thought was funny. And then maybe you know, there being, was a reason it was dirty. Hey, you know that's a good point because but as soon as she exposes, someone goes, "Oh, who knew the ancients built this?" or something like that. Like, Whoa, yeah. all, you're right there. And then and then to just being silly, the whole thing where the guy their culture is all about numbers. And they couldn't pick a subspace frequency. And the guy's like, he said, um, basically, we have to pick a number our grandchildren will be will be proud of. And yeah. just pick a number. <laughs> and they had that little table. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, I love that you know, you get a continuation of what's going on with Mariner and her mom. You know, they sort of had decided to team up at the end of last year, and that's not going so well. They're they're right. both sick of it. And then Ransom is jealous. You know, he, jealous. He, he likes to be the number one. He doesn't want to be like, oh, I'd Ransom, I forgot you were here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. pretty harsh. He's like, I'm supposed to be the number yeah. one. <laughs> I also really liked um, the dynamic between Rutherford and mm-hmm. Tendi. That was fun. Um, and I really liked that they're having their sort of like makeup, you know, conflict resolution thing while this massive thing is going on outside the ship. And they're just kind of oblivious to it because and and the red alert klaxon is going off and they're just like, but I, but I, I, you know, I was having my heart broken and I wanted you to be my friend and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, and very the lower decks. Exactly. Exactly. I thought it was so sweet. Yeah, I, I love that bit where it's she I, mean, I don't love it because she's upset, but where she starts to cry. And but behind her, there's a giant ransom head like chewing on the warp <laughs> themselves. They didn't even notice it. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, it's so great. I like that she, Tendi still but, has her uh, sort of mad scientist tendencies where she's ready to take his brain yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, were, I thought it was so sweet, though, that, that she's basically, you know, she's not just jealous, but she's, you know, missing her best yeah. friend because her best friend has now found, you know, somebody else to spend time with and she can't process it and she assigns it, uh, you know, this, this weird scientific reason that has to be true because look at all the evidence. Right. Yeah. I, I, just, I just thought their storyline was really, really sweet. What was it, it was. SMD she said he had? Was that what it was? Yeah. SMD. SMD. At one point he was running, he said, I don't have LSD. <laughs> he said, no, SMD. <laughs> she said, but you hate pears. You hate pears. <laughs> well, at the end of the episode, is he actually back to hating yes. pears or is he just yeah, saying? I think she corrected the pear thing. Or yeah. you're, you're right, okay. though. He may have just wanted her to stop trying to take his brain out <laughs> yeah like all over yeah that was really silly and funny when she had him in the on the table and she had all the electrodes on him and she said she had to shock him basically she's given old school what we would call old school um you know neural neural shock um electro electroshock therapy mm-hmm. and then she said it had to be random <laughs> so every time he talks she, she, yeah. she starts hitting him with stuff i mean <laughs> I, I like the callback to his his date with Barnes from the first episode. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now that the, they're getting along, you know, which I, I liked Barnes. I thought she was cool. So I'm glad to see her with a little screen time again. I'm surprised she's never met Tendi. I didn't think the ship was that big. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But I, I love what she said. Uh, your friend's about to shoot you. <laughs> <She's> like, <"What?"> Yeah, she must. Oh. She must really see something in him she likes because on that one date, to your point, remember they were in the they were on the turbo lift and she just hauls off and kisses him, and then he starts babbling on about the um the um the the, the door or something like that yeah. wasn't responding in time, and and she's like seriously. So I'm surprised she even gave him a second chance. Yeah, I'm surprised that Rutherford didn't be like what when Tindy told him <laughs> that he did that. 
and right. then not hang out with her anymore. So clearly <laughs> there was something going on there with his brain. Clearly at that point, you could tell this is not Rutherford anymore. Yeah. Because he was not, that was not important to him. Yeah. Well, or he just really wanted it. to go swimming with the girls from Cetacean Ops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, by the way, one of the things that I have been hoping for in season two was that we would see Cetacean Ops. For anybody who doesn't know, that's where the whales yep. live. Yeah. The dolphins and all that stuff. And the, the, yes, they have dolphins on the ship. It's on the, the schematics of the Enterprise D. I am so excited about seeing this. And so we now, I was, I was like, maybe they're going to see it. This, and we didn't. But we will. I feel like we will. We will. Yeah. I think we will. There's going to be an episode where the, where the dolphins play an important part. I was wondering if they were always just going to make it a trope and we never see them. But uh, <laughs> it would be funny. Yeah. It would be funny yeah. if they did that. But I, I just want to see. Because, man, that. they mention them a lot now. I, mean, I remember, I think, I, I think Patrick Stewart said it once in the original series. Um, in the first season, he actually said Cetacean Ops because that's where it came from. There was a whole discussion around that. But to your point, when they said that, I thought, are we going to see them? Because they're going swimming with them. And I'm thinking, okay, but we never got to see them. Another thing that I thought was uh, really interesting is that we went pretty much the entire episode without seeing mm -hmm. Boimler. Oh. And <laughs> up to the point where I thought they were going to pull uh, Discovery Season 3, where they started, the first episode was just um, Sonequa. And what she was doing on in the in the now the future, mm -hmm. and then the second episode is basically a hundred percent discovery when it arrives in the future. And I thought they were going to kind of pull that same trick, where the first episode was going to be all um, on the ship with uh, the lower decks buddies saying, "Oh, you know, we really miss Boimler, and we don't see him because that way we miss him too." Uh, and we kind of did get that. We just got that little tag at the very end with him. So I, I keep kind of wondering if next episode will be heavy on Boimler and less on uh, the Cerritos. Mm. I don't know. Or unless they, um, unless they, it'd be funny for a series of episodes, they end every episode or begin every episode with a real quick Boimler thing, kind of like they go <laughs> in and out. Because I will tell you, Alan, to your point, as I enjoyed today's show, but that two or three minutes of Boimler was my favorite part of the whole show because <laughs> that was great. They had action going on. Riker was basically laughing in the face of danger. Boimler kept going, wait, what, 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 what are you saying? At one point, <laughs> the guy goes, prepare to enter gluonic space or something like that. And he goes, what is that? And Riker, <laughs> and Riker is just, you know, he's got that look. He's really getting into it. And I, I looked at everybody on the bridge. Everybody on the Titan had that kind of look, you know, with the teeth, the gritted teeth, like they were really going for it. And Boimler is 100% in panic mode the whole time. <laughs> And yeah. they kept saying, oh, yeah. he's probably got his own room. He's probably really enjoying himself. Uh, and then Riker does the whole, I love my job <laughs> laugh. Yeah. That was, that was a great sequence. Yeah, it really was. So I'm really looking, I hope we do get to see a little bit more of Titan. Mm -hmm. um, we probably won't see, I, I'm predicting that we won't see much more than just next yeah. week. And, and Boimler will be back on this. Uh, I keep wanting to say discovery. <laughs> He'll be back on Cerritos uh, at the end of next week. Yeah, and that'd be fine with me. I, I miss Boimler. You know, yeah. having him out out of that group, um, yeah, it feels like there's something missing because yeah. there is, you know. Yeah, there absolutely is, and but it's interesting to to see him uh, attaining the thing that he has wanted his entire time to attain, and he's not ready yeah. for it. Nope. He's he's it's, it's so much bigger and scarier than he ever imagined it would be, and he's not seasoned enough to be there yet. So I'm I'm really I'm really liking. So I would love to see an entire episode of just him on uh, 
the Titan before he comes back to Cerritos. So we really get to see what his life on that ship is, how much different it is on that ship from what we see on the Cerritos and how he either is or isn't fitting in with his crewmates. Yeah, good point. Because yeah. I see Troy's on that ship as well, of course, right? Because they're married. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I hope we get some green as here. Yeah. And then I, I can't remember. Did I read in the continuations that Crusher, Wesley Crusher, come back from his space-time traveling and end up on the Titan as well, I thought I read. Uh, I don't know about that, Charles? I don't think he's there in the books, but I think that, I don't remember. There's something to do with Wesley Crusher and the Titan, but I don't remember what it is. Yeah. I know, I in the books, Tuvok's there. Tuvok on the Titan? Yeah. In the, I, in the I, Star I Trek that. Titan series, it's got Tuvok in it. Wow. You think, you think Tuvok has a has a Lieutenant Paris commemorative plate? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure yes, he does not have a that's where Boibler got plate. it. <laughs> it may be. <laughs> Speaking of which, who's ordered theirs? I have. Not. I have not yet, but I didn't make note of that. I don't have a place to put a commemorative. So plate. neither do we. <laughs> we really I'm don't. not going to order it until. <laughs> I'm not going to order it until I see it on the episode. Mm. In the trailer is not enough. I, I will say I was looking at that site uh, when uh, the sales went live, and a lot of the stuff. I was like, "Oh, this is really cool!" Oh, it sold out. There's a lot of that stuff. A lot. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. get your plate now while you can. <laughs> now, last year, didn't we get trailers at the end of the episodes for next week? I don't remember. Do you, and why didn't we get one this week for at least like some more? Uh, here's what's coming down the season kind of trailer. Yeah. I don't remember now last if last year if they were if they if they aired automatically at the end or if you had to go find them someplace else like YouTube or yeah I, I have Plus. a vague recollection of having to go find them somewhere on YouTube yeah because there wasn't the uh hmm. the Will Wheaton after Trek yeah there thing. was just not for every episode there was this week we just haven't watched it yet oh yeah we have I haven't no. either I don't get home in enough time to watch both the episode and the episode. <laughs> right. One character I am really liking is the Doctor. Uh, oh, absolutely! She's, I love her. In she's just season. funny. Uh, she's just funny. Uh, like when she when the when the captain was asking her, she said, "Well, how did Kirk deal with Gary Mitchell? She smooshed him with a boulder." <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I love that they brought that back as the solution. Yeah. Yeah. She comes at the end, basically with a forklift and a big boulder on it. <laughs> But it sounds like Kirk should have just uh, applied direct pressure to Gary Mitchell's neutral zone. And then he exactly <laughs> surprised Dr. Daner didn't suggest that. That was one of the best lines of the episode. Yeah. And I thought that was cool, too, because they they kind of they kind of subverted your expectations because on the ship, the, the captain is talking to him. You know, you're important to me. You're my friend. And she and she even goes, did I do it? She thought you know, that whole you talk him down. And then it turns out, yep. no, actually, her daughter's on the planet beating the heck out of his body. <laughs> <laughs> his right. hands on his face and his body is down there just getting kicked and kicked and kicked. One other thing I thought was funny is when he first when he picked up the doctor, she was she was trying to hypo him. And he turned her hypo into an ice cream cone. And then yeah. when she hits the ground, she goes, ah, damn it. And then she starts eating ice cream. So just all <laughs> yes. little things that they do. I thought was hilarious. I mean, what else are you gonna right. do? I would eat the ice cream. <laughs> One thing we kind of skipped over was that they they've upgraded the uh, opening credit sequence with the there's a new model of the ship with more detail. But the one thing that really jumped out, it was me, was they added more ships to that Borg battle, that Borg Romulan battle. Uh, there's I thought there's, so. uh, Pac-Leds in there now and Klingons in there now. They've <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was kind of 
uh, I started dinner at the same time I was watching, so I was not as locked into the opening credits. Well, they have a, a new ship model that has more detail on it. Awesome. Also, yeah, I guess I don't know if they're just going back to see what was going on with that battle or if they just keep running across Borg Romulan battles. <laughs> right. But I thought it, I thought it was cute that they incorporated the ships uh, that they introduced over the course of the mm-hmm. season last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. is cool. That is cool. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I looked and I couldn't tell. But now that you say that, that's a good point, because at first I thought it was the exact same opener. Uh, I didn't really notice that. I got to check that out again because I know the music, of course, is the same and so forth. I, I didn't yeah. hear any changes there. So I wasn't sure about the opener. I thought it was uh, I thought it was a good show. It was it was actually to your point. Um, it was a little more lighthearted than I might have expected in some ways. But at the same time, it probably makes sense given that arc at the end of the last season. Uh, you know, maybe need need a little bit of time to breathe. And I, I love some of the lines they had, like when um, when the this whole thing. I, I didn't know that strange energies was a phenomenon that actually existed in a medical database because the doctor. It wasn't like she was surprised. She literally she was given a diagnosis when she talks about strange energies can have uh, different uh, different uh, effects on people. It could even convey godlike powers. Like she was looking in the medical database, and then I I thought that dry comment from the captain when she says humans have a complicated relationship with organized religion. I thought that was a interesting little thing that she threw in there, and I love the picture of Gary Mitchell that they had on there too. That was yeah, cool. I did too. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. I did too. I, love I mean, it looked like him. It wasn't even hard. I was like, that's that's Gary Mitchell. I mean, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense. He's 100% in the database. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd want to document that if there's an energy you can come across that turns your crew into godlike beings. You <laughs> <laughs> need to know yeah. about it. Yeah, we've talked about We've talked a couple of times about the tone of the episode, mm-hmm. um, about it being lighter. And I think it has to be. Yeah. Uh, a, you, you have to get your audience back into the new season, but it also has to have somewhere to go, mm-hmm. you know, so you can't start at the place that season one ended. Right. Got to, you got to like, you know, kind of step back, you know, we're going to have a little fun and then you kind of build up mm-hmm. to it. So there's going to be another big ending this year, but it has to, you know, has to crescendo. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I thought it was brilliant last year. They sort of, over the course of those first episodes, sort of set your expectations and then right. just. Yeah, just blew him away week after week in those final episodes. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. I would never have. I mean, I liked it to start Mm -hmm. with. Um, I didn't I didn't expect by the end of the season to love it as much as I did. Right. I mean, I was so I mean, to the point where I think it might be my favorite Star Trek show. Uh, Yeah. All time. Well, of of the. of the of the Paramount okay. Plus okay. batch. Okay, that's acceptable. I was like, I mean, wow, after ten episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'll say that's 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 a big thing if that's the case. But con- considering that we have not yet had Strange New Worlds, and more importantly, we have not yet had um, Prodigy, uh, Prodigy uh, yeah. which everybody knows how excited I am about Prodigy. Yeah, I think I agree with you that out of the, out of the new batch of shows, I think Lower Decks uh, I like the most. Um, but I, I also say, I think out of all Star Trek, I think it has one of the strongest first seasons of any Star Trek series. Agreed. Sure. Agreed. That's for sure. Definitely has that. One other thing on the thing that, that I thought was funny, we were talking about the tone was when Ransom was a god, when he starts, he starts bellowing, uh, it's easy to become a god, harder to remain one. And then he starts basically, um, he starts doing weightlifting with trees. <laughs> <building>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, materializing all that weightlifting equipment. 
Oh, it was great. Like, he's living out his fantasy. At one point, the captain asked the doctor what he was doing, and she said, he's doing buys and tries. And you can hear him in the background. He's going, feel the burn, feel the burns. <laughs> I thought that. And something else that I didn't, did I miss this from last time? When when uh, on the Titan, when they were fleeing the ships, they called them Packlet Battle Harpies. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, missed that name from last time. That's a pretty cool name. Yeah. I don't remember it being I don't think it was time. said, but I think it's been the promotional yeah. material and stuff. Ah, uh, because I've heard the name okay. before, but I, I, I didn't even notice I said it in this episode. So yeah, <laughs> I did it yeah, they said I didn't catch yeah, that they either. said there are several packlet battle harpies pursuing us. So I'm thinking, so the packlets are, so the packlets are a thing, then, huh? <laughs> yeah, look, the packlets are <laughs> for, for lower decks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's okay. funny. So they didn't see. They succeeded with the laser whip wearing. Uh, the laser whip Ferengi didn't succeed. The Packlets are going to succeed as a villain. I think the Packlets are cool. I, I like the Packlets, and <laughs> I think uh, it, recent events have shown me that there's you know morons can be pretty terrifying. Yes. In, in large numbers. So. <laughs> wow. So I think that the, the Packlets are the are the are the villain we need right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that is a good point. <laughs> <laughs> well said. So overall, did y'all like it? Were you dis? Was there anything you were? Were you disappointed or let down, or just what you expected for the? No, it's, it was fantastic. It's basically, yeah. another first episode, and I think it's exactly what it needed to be. Yeah. I, th- I said I think the the explanation for what was going on on the planet was a bit slight, but it wasn't about that. So right. I, I don't exactly. hold that against the show. But you know, I would like to, they, they went real fast from these guys like numbers to this device is turning ransom into a God. <laughs> By like Very 30 angry seconds. God. <laughs> yeah. Right. But like I said, I, I liked that they used, um, I mean, Mariner, Mariner's holodeck program as well. Just everything in this episode was being used to tell us what the characters are thinking and what they're feeling, you know, exactly. And, exactly. You know, if that means you, you, you turn into a giant head in space that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same. It's very Freudian. Right. Man. <laughs> Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, too. I thought it was good. I'm looking forward to the season. Yeah. Now, next week's episode, I believe the title is Kayshawn, His Eyes Uncovered, which Kayshawn is the name of the Tamarian, new, Tamarian security officer. So yes. it's be very exciting. So, exactly, man. I can't wait for oh, that guy to show up. I missed that. That's that's awesome. Then. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. So I'm hoping Boimler comes along to help translate because he's the only one that can translate because he studied it so much because it was one of his nerdy things. That'd was be cool. It? Or are you just speculating? I'm speculating. Okay. I'm, making, I'm like, literally making that things up. He's concocting reasons for him to come back yes, to Cerritos. Yes. They have to have him because they have this security officer and even Mariner's like, I don't know what he's saying. Okay. That's, that's Maybe that's what will happen. Or Rutherford will try to download something into that implant. Of his, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that one too. Yeah. Yeah. I, when, I, having rewatched the first season, I watched that episode again, the one where they go on that mission and they make him download everything and he and it keeps rebooting. I mean, that is, that is such an awesome episode. Yeah. It keeps rebooting. Yeah. He's waking up and he's circling. At one point in the middle of danger, it says downloading click on fonts reboot. He goes, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he's a great character too. Wow. I didn't know that one about next week, Charles. I'm excited. That's one of my favorite episodes of TNG. We just, I just, I love that episode. So I'm interested to see how they're going to handle that. Yeah, so Veronica, watch mm-hmm. Darmok before next week. Okay, gotta rewatch Darmok. I actually remember that one. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, oh, good. We go down to the planet and everything to try and one. talk to each other. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Such a great episode. All right, Alan, where can people find more of you on the internet? Uh, let's go to www.cosmicpress.com. K O Z M I C press.com. And you can find Cosmic Press on Facebook 
and Twitter. And I, uh, and I do a Sunday evening. Well, it's, it's kind of going off of Sunday evenings now and just going to be like random content when I put random content <laughs> out uh, on YouTube called Alan's Music Room. And that's and Hulanta. Hulanta. Find Hulanta on Facebook and Twitter. How about you, Keith? You can find me on Instagram and on Facebook with the ESO Network Facebook groups. And how about us, Veronica? Feltnerdy.com. Feltnerdy.com. <laughs> no. Oh! I can talk faster yeah, than but I was anyone. Close. I don't know if anyone actually understood what I said. Feltnerdy.com. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Feltnerdy.com. Yeah. Or just look us up on Facebook because you yeah, want to have the same place. That's where you're going to go when you <laughs> type in Feltnerdy.com. Right. <laughs> All right. Do you have a closing for us, Veronica? Nookne. That's that's what I thought. I know that's hello, but that's what came to my mind. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Nookne. <laughs> you said it with such feeling. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. Thank you for listening to Earth Station Trek. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a positive rating. You can also send us feedback at earthstationtrek at gmail.com. You can join in the fun on our Facebook group or follow us on Twitter. You can also visit us online at earthstationtrek.podbean.com. We'll see you next time. Live long and prosper. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.